from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics with occasional injections of rumor and innuendo all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, professors, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight's feature and commentary by Democrat Professor Philip Beverly, former Illinois lawmaker Jeannie Ives, WYND talk show host, and libertarian Eric Cohen, progressive digital marketing expert Derek Addis, the libertarian vice presidential candidate for president of the United States last year, Spike Cohen, and conservative businessman Nick Cow. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Our phone lines are open at 1-800-723-8289, coming to you from the studios of WCGO, uh, part of the Smart Talk Radio Network, and we're here every Sunday night to hope add to our uh, to add with our smart talk, not not necessarily smart aleck talk, although you maybe get a little bit of this as well, but we've got some great guests this evening. Uh, uh, we've got six guests, three in each hour, and again, uh, we're going to begin with uh, the, the first hour this evening, and I want to begin with you, uh, Philip Beverly. Uh, you're a you're a, a card-carrying Democrat. Uh, you're, you're more of a progressive than necessarily a party guy, but my question to you is, uh, uh, how important is the impeachment and a conviction of Donald Trump to you personally? Uh, I, Bruce, I don't take anything personally that's that's political. I mm-hmm. think it's important for the country because of uh, accountability. And I think that the, the important thing to remember is the impeachment has happened. The, re, the trial and removal, that's, that's up to the Senate, which apparently because of Moscow, Mitch is grinding to a halt again. Even when he's in the minority, he finds a way to become an obstructionist. Well, he he he, he would say that uh, obviously he's responding because the House is uh, they're going to be delivering their articles of impeachment uh, tomorrow, and uh, then uh, later this week uh, they will start uh, the trial. Actually, it's going to start in a couple of weeks because uh, both uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, uh, Senator Schumer, have, the new majority leader, they've both agreed that they're going to put it back for a couple of weeks. But again, uh, some people would say that Donald Trump was held accountable on Election Day and he, he lost his job and he's leaving town. You know, maybe he made a little ruffle some feathers on the way out the door, but he's leaving town. So uh, why uh, why is it necessary to go forward with a trial which is not likely to be successful given the makeup of the U.S. Senate? Why is that? Why is that important? And and uh isn't this just riling up the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump? I don't know that it, it won't be successful. And when there's a number of Republicans that have suddenly, after years of silence on the misconduct of this president, mm-hmm. or former president now, have said that he, like like Moscow Mitch, said that he did incite people to the, this insurrection. And, and so the, what he's being, being impeached for happened while he was still in office. And if you just say, well, the election happened and it's fair game, whatever happens after election day or whenever it's called or, or whatever, and they can do what they want, then Phil, there's speak no to, sense speak, of accountability. Speak to the reality. Speak to the reality. I want to get here. the other guests here. Speak to the, the reality, and I'm going to ask all the other guests to respond. 75 million, and we'll, we'll, we'll take that as the rounded up number. 75 million People voted for Donald Trump. Why tick them off? They're, they're already upset that he lost. 
They're already upset with many members of the Senate and House because they haven't pushed hard enough for, for inquiries and, and investigations into what they believe is, is allegations of fraud. Why, why piss them off? Well, I mean, what, what, is the, what is the purpose of riling up 75% of, of or 75,000, 75 million people? Why, why rile them up uh, and, and, and then out of the other side of your mouth say you're looking for unity in the country? doesn't make Which sense. I, can, I, I just I categorically reject the idea that 75 million people are equally uh, going to be ticked off by by that, that all 75, 74, 75 million people all voted for Donald Trump because they were as enthusiastic about him as right. some of the voices that you see on OANN or Newsmax or Fox News well, or his biggest defenders. Eric, Eric, this is Eric Cohn, our libertarian. Pick a, pick a number. What do you think a, a fair number is? I, I really don't know. I think you saw that his approval rating within Republicans went down to 60% in the last Pew poll, which is a pretty marked decline. So there are very, very obviously Republicans who are dissatisfied that the president of the United States spent two months lying to people that the election was stolen and precipitating events on January 6th that were absolutely outrageous. Okay. And whether or not there's calls for unity now, um, I don't think that's the important thing. Accountability is, as Phil said, the important thing. The Senate is obligated now to have a trial. They should have a trial. We should hear um, everything that went on. It should be heard by the senators, and they should be forced to take a position on. Okay, now let's go to let's go to our card-carrying Republican, Jeannie Ives, a former congressional candidate and also a member of the Illinois General Assembly. Uh, go ahead, uh, Jeannie. You've got a couple of people this evening that. Uh, are going to be on the opposite side of you. One is a Democrat, one's a Libertarian. Wow. But you know, the Libertarians—you never know where they're, what side they're going to come out on. Well, I'll tell you what: Republicans are still trying to get justice for the last four years of the scam Russian collusion mix-up. Okay, completely illegal actions on the behalf of Obama's administration, and there's still been no nothing done to them. The Hillary email scandal. I nothing but done Jeannie, there. But Jeannie, those those He's things are worse and worse here. But those things are in the rearview mirror. Those things are in the rearview mirror. The voters had an opportunity to vote up or down on those issues, and uh, at least uh, you know, according to uh, what we believe to be fact right now, is the majority of the people uh, clearly voted uh, to uh, to throw Donald Trump out. And so okay, uh, we, listen, can't, Bruce, we can't I'm litigate not... every, the last election all the time. Well, no, no, Bruce, here's the deal, though. I mean, we're still, we still have the Durham report. He is apparently going to be uh, putting out some indictments in the, over the next quarter of some very high-level FBI officials. That was reported today on Maria Bartiroma's show. Um, and so we're looking forward for justice for that as well. Now, the Donald Trump impeachment thing, it, by all, I mean, as far as I can tell, it's unconstitutional. You can't remove, you can only remove a sitting president. He's no longer in office whatsoever. I think this is very divisive. I think that they should move on, and it's a complete distraction. Right, uh, back to you, uh, Phil Beverly. Don't you think, or do you think, that the average American and, and, and students that you teach and, and run into, uh, do they, um, w would they be more happy talking about the next, uh, uh, you know, uh, COVID plan or talking about uh, the, the stimulus plan? or uh, debating $15 as a minimum wage? Aren't there things that really hit home in the, in the dinner tables uh, of, of, of millions of people, tens of millions of people, 
that the people would much prefer that, that the members of Congress uh, be talking about those issues, not uh, fighting yesterday's battle and trying to put Donald Trump in prison. Well, I don't think that, that impeachment is going to put him in prison. I think the attorney general of the state of New York might find a way to do that. I'm just saying. Um, but I think that what they would really want to talk about is why they don't trust institutions of government. And why they don't trust institutions of government is because we get arguments like Jeannie just made that, oh, we should just move on from misconduct. And, and they go, well, there's no accountability. All right, let's, 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 oh, no, let's, let's we're going to follow up, we're going to follow up, we're going to follow up on that when we come back. I'm Bruce Dumont, 1-800-723-8289. news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. We are the boy band. Your tween made you see. We are the boy band. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. KFC's Colonel Sanders here. We all love sitting down to a home-cooked meal with family. But there's rarely enough hours in the day to do the cooking. So let me do the cooking for you. Well, not me personally, and that's just a turn of phrase. Your KFC will do the actual cooking. The point is, let someone else do the home cooking for you. Come to KFC and pick up a $20 fill-up. That's eight pieces of chicken or 12 tenders and all the fixings to feed your family. Order ahead or use contactless delivery at KFC.com. Limited time only at participating locations. Only prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fee supply. Those big wireless companies try to lure you in with a new phone just to lock you into a contract. Not Simple Mobile. You have a great smartphone you love, you can get a powerful nationwide 5G network without the contract. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone's compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Compatible 5G capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the Internet by corporate political interests? This is Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio. And in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, e-books, e-magazines, documents, and so much more. Our news aggregator, Newsifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting other Ground Zero-friendly podcasts like Into the Parabnormal, Normal with Jeremy Scott and the Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath.media has a social media platform along with a chat room to interact with many of our listeners. And about once a month, you can chat with me about anything. Mobile apps for Android and Apple are now available. The monthly subscription for Aftermath.media is only $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to our library and Ground Zero Archive podcasts. If you're just interested in having access to the Archive podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. So sign up today by going to Aftermath.media. Again, that's Aftermath.media. It's JT and Leanne. Join us for Heart and Home with Exit Realty. Local listings, market conditions, and opportunity. Sunday afternoons at 4 on Chicago Smart Talk. Bruce 
Just do my best. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. 1-800-723-8289 is the phone number. Uh, I want to go back to Jeannie. Uh, Jeannie, uh, one thing also that's already popped up here is whether Donald Trump is going to run uh, again for, for president. Uh, and, and that discussion is uh, maybe a moot point because some, some Democrats in Congress want to ban Donald Trump from ever running for office again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I want to go quickly to to get the other guests, and then I want to get the Republican response. Uh, Eric Cohen, uh, as a libertarian, do you think Donald Trump should be banned from running for president again? I think the Senate should hold the uh, trial mandated by the impeachment. I think he should be banned from office as one of the only two punishments available for being convicted in a Senate trial. And yes. you don't and you don't think that's a decision that the voters should make. That's very, that's very unlibertarian of you. I think the voters made a to vote you. him out, but it is, it, well, it, it is within the uh, purview of the U.S. Senate if they vote to convict in an impeachment trial to ban the person from running for holding federal office. And how again. would you feel, let me ask this, how would you feel, again, I'm very surprised that doesn't sound like a very libertarian position at all. Uh, you're, you're letting uh, the, the members. It's a completely libertarian compatible position to believe that the powers invested in the Senate by the Constitution are able to be acted on. But, but in, in this particular case, I want to... I'm glad to, Jeannie finds that funny. I, want, I don't laugh the Constitution like that. Jeannie, but that's, uh, let, let me go back. about that one. Oh, that's good. Go ahead, Jeannie. Okay, all right. For, for, uh, I just ran a congressional race, and in the, in the state of Illinois, the Libertarians uh, colluded, made a deal with Mike Madigan's lawyer. Mike Madigan's the longest-serving speaker in the, state of, uh, in the entire United States, by the way. He's a dirty politician. He's corrupt as all get out. But his lawyer cut a deal in federal court to change state election law at the bequest of the Libertarian Party here in the state of Illinois. They changed, they did exactly what Pennsylvania did and a number of other states, which is unconstitutional. They changed their election law without the legislative approval. And that is what the discussion is about, about about the problems in the election. Uh, nobody's talking about Dominion or anything, although they're obviously... Yes, they're, they very are. They very much the problem are here is, that. Eric, your party... I am not a member of the Libertarian Constitutionally, party. and there's a lawsuit still pending on that, and there should be multiple lawsuits about how election laws were changed unconstitutionally, and we need to settle this out once and for all. But for you... He's not a member of the party. I'm not a member of the That's not true. I am a small libertarian. I am not a member of the Libertarian Party. Don't imply that I had anything to do with everything that you just detailed there or that I have any responsibility for it. I'm not affiliated with the party. And what you're talking about is an utter distraction from the conversation we were just having. By the way, in the second hour, Spike Cohen, who was the vice presidential running mate in 2020, is going to be our guest in the second hour. So we may want to we may want to ask him that question. By the way, we got a caller Absolutely. coming. In. Let's go to Tony, who's uh, listening to us uh, from California. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, my question or comment is is for your progressive guest. Yeah. Um, you know, he mentioned he doesn't get personal, but the first words out of his mouth were, were Moscow Mitch. So my 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 point is that, you know, he he said the reason to appoint, to uh, impeach now is for accountability, but. Several Democratic members of Congress have said it's about, uh, you know, not allowing Trump to run for office again. Okay, your thoughts. Your your response, uh, we, because we didn't get your answer to the question, Phil. Your response? Phil, are you there? Phil, you're muted. Phil, are well, you there? 
what am I responding to exactly? I didn't understand the question. Do you want to repeat the question, Tony? Go ahead. Yeah, is it, I don't know who posed the question, but somebody posed the question, what's the point of impeaching now after he's already out of office? I think several members of Congress, Democratic members, have made the, the statement that the point is to bar him from running from office again. And then also my question is, why does he talk about, why do progressives talk about unity when the first word out of his mouth was Moscow Mitch? How progressive. Yeah, okay. Let's, Phil, let's just go to that. That's low-hanging fruit because it was a, a personal comment that you made, which uh, a lot of those of your political uh, stripe uh, figure is they think that's funny. I, I think it's actually hilarious, and I think it's I think it's really uh, interesting that that some of our friends on the on the right don't like the uh, the application of names like Sleepy Joe and and uh, uh, Shifty Shift. But you decry. But you decry. Really? But you decry it, Phil. If we you can't. If we Phil, can't laugh Phil, about Phil, nicknames Phil, and stuff and if politics. You, if, but but here, here's the point. You you and your side of the aisle. They decry that, and by the way, I decry that as well. But I, but but it doesn't I, keep you it doesn't keep you from engaging in that same type of rhetoric. That sounds a little phony to me. I I don't decry it. I, okay, I'm, well you, you think it's me? a good idea. I'm a First Amendment guy, and okay. what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Some of my um, colleagues on the left do decry it and want a higher standard of decorum. And I I talk to people how they talk to me, and so if Donald Trump wants to make certain references to people on our side, Sleepy Joe and that kind of stuff, then it's going to come from some of us on our side. And if you don't like that, I, I, don't, I just don't know what to tell you. Does it help unity? I, I think unity is a, is a false construct. It's like bipartisan. Okay. We need to surrender that. Mitch McConnell surrendered that when he told uh, President Obama that Merrick Garland wasn't even going to get a hearing. Much less get voted down because he wasn't going to get confirmed. He Aren't you folks ever going to so, give that up? I mean, let's, fuck, let's, you, you know what? When uh, are Democrats ever going to talk about the future? All you talk about is what's in the rearview mirror. I mean, the, you know, the, the, okay, the, the, all, the that, that goes back two years. We have the votes. We have the votes. The future. We have an impeachment trial coming up. The future. We need an infrastructure bill. The future. We How need are you going to get it? Pandemic and repair the economy. How That's are you going future. to get it? How are you Let's going to do that? How are you going to get it? How are you going to get what you want in the future if you continue to insult Republicans along the way? How do you do it? Probably the same way that they got what they wanted as they insulted us along the way. Okay. Senator McConnell was very clear in in the last term that when you have the votes, you do what you want. Suddenly he's an institutionalist now, which is, oh no, we can't get rid of the filibuster because um, it would disadvantage us. But you know what? No, Mitch, it doesn't work that way, man. When you have the votes, you get what you want. If you don't have the votes, you don't. And that's how we move exactly about. That's exactly why, why they uh, refuse to have Garland sit for um, Senate confirmation. Because when you have the votes, exactly what you said, Philip. Exactly. And so you now, votes, moving you forward, have the Democrats should do the same thing. As Barack Obama famously said to Eric Cantor over the Obamacare bill. There's have consequences. It's politics. And we can't get mad about that. So moving forward, if we have the votes, we'll move it forward. 
and will listen to the whining on the right about, oh, you're going to crash the economy. Nobody said that was problematic when you gave tax cuts to, to billionaires. Oh my, okay, wait a minute. That is completely false because that the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act actually increased revenue 4%. It's just that the high spending Democrats overspent by 8%. That's never going to work out. That is patently- The high spending Democrats? Jeannie, Jeannie, come on now. The high spending Democrats? It was under Republican control that the United States national debt went from 5 trillion in the year 2000 to what are we up to now? 25 trillion? And Democrats were in control of the House how many years in that 20 year period? I'm not yeah, I'm So not please don't tell me high spending Democrats when the Republicans control the Congress time. the majority of that period of time. Let you, I'm not let defending you, Stop you. telling that, that fabrication Philip, of the Philip, oh Philip, by the way, let me just say something. Philip, 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 I want to say something. All right, and Jeannie, I'm going to let you respond because what I want to be able to do on this program is, to let, everybody, is to let everybody give their peace. And I will tell you, over the last several weeks, Many of the liberal guests, generally you're not this way, Phil, but I'm going to tell you tonight, many of the liberal guests we've had on this program have been rude. They have been rude. I'm, I'm trying to run a program where both sides can be heard, but when you're, when you're talking over each other, nobody hears anybody. And that's not, I, I don't want that. So if, if you hear me bump in and say, take a break, take a break. You're going to get a chance to say your point. But again, Jeannie, the floor recognizes you at the moment. Go ahead. Thank you very much. Listen, I decry all the spend, the excessive spending that's gone on by both the Republicans and the Democrats, just as I did when I was the state rep in this bankrupt state of the state of Illinois, which you should know a lot about, Philip. But uh, here's here's the here's the deal. I mean, uh, we were running on high prior to COVID happening, and even then, it's the Democrat states that are keeping their economies locked down and shut down so that the 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 economy can't take off. Why is it that South Dakota has a lower unemployment rate right now than it did pre-COVID? It's because their economy is open, they're welcome to business, they have low taxes, and people are going there to get, to get out, to get away from all these other blue states. The economy will recover. You're very fortunate to have a, have had the tax cuts coming in, the, regu- the deregulation coming in to the Biden administration, it's a great place to be. But one more comment. You talked about an infrastructure project. It's like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth at the same time, one of the most massive infrastructure projects, which is the Keystone XL pipeline, uh, Biden has put in a decree to shut down immediately. Those are really good union paying jobs and uh, a lot of economic opportunity for the entire United States. Plus it maintains our energy independence. So you're going to need energy to actually create infrastructure jobs in the future. And you guys want nothing but to shut it down. But didn't, but didn't Joe Biden say that he wanted to do that during the campaign? So, again, uh, the people that voted for him, they like this idea. You don't. But, again, uh, to, the victory, uh, to the victor go the spoils. And he well, he also promised down. a bunch of union jobs, and he just shut down about 10,000 okay. of them. Well, well, we'll see if he comes back and delivers on that. 1-800-723-8289. I'm Bruce Dumont with our guests. We return in a couple of minutes. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? 
News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse my Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. Ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries, be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. This is Aaron Maslianski, the host of Inside the Skev. Listen live to hear me interview the real changemakers in Skokie and Evanston, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on WCGO. Dumont back. We continue with our guests, and we're going to take a moment and let them introduce themselves, and we're going to begin with Jeannie Ives. Jeannie, tell everybody who you are. Hi, I'm Jeannie Ives. I'm a former state representative here in Illinois, mother of five and a West Point graduate. I'm interested in all things policy and moving the country forward uh, on policies that we can all agree on. Eric Cohen. Along with Joe Kaiser, I host Sources with Knowledge on News Talk 560, The Answer, which airs on Sundays at 3 p.m. on that station. And for my day job, I am the Director of Communications at the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. And Philip Beverly. I'm an Assistant Vice Provost at the University of Illinois at Chicago and teach in the Honors College. And it looks like you're reporting from uh, Capitol Hill tonight. 
Oh, I just, I love this photo, the whole blue sky thing. <laughs> January in Illinois, you know, the weather's just yeah, horrible, it's, it's, gray it's, sky. It's not that great. I want to get reaction. One thing we have not talked about is uh, where are we are with COVID? Because in the closing days of the Trump administration, when he introduced this new general who was going to talk about how the rollout was going to go, uh, I was very, very uh, uh, favorably impressed with this guy. 60 Minutes did a whole, you know, 20 minutes on the guy. And it seemed very uh, impressive that uh, that the military was going to be there when the when the, when the uh, vaccine was ready and it was going to go out to 50 states and I think several cities as well. And it sounded like it was a very good idea. And it continued to put the, the role of the distribution in the hands of the state but what's happened to that? I want to ask you, uh, Phil Beverly, uh, what, what happened to that idea? And was that a good idea or was it just an idea that, uh, that, that came up and, and there was no follow through on it? Because it seems to me that if people are complaining about the lack of distribution or the confusion in the distribution of the, the vaccine, they should be asking governors about it, not, not uh, uh, talking with either the new people for Biden or the old people for Trump. I think there's a there's a sort of shared responsibility here, sort of from a policy perspective. I think it was half an idea, because if you if you're going to distribute through the federal government, maybe through like the national stockpile, for example, um, there has to be a receiver on the other end, and that receiver has to be ready to receive it. So they have to have their plan for how it's going to be distributed. And I don't, I'm, I'm not clear that the CDC or or anybody at the federal level required states to submit a plan that says we're ready to get our percentage of the vaccine that we're supposed to get. So it was, but it, but Phil, it was clear in the explanation. It was clear that uh, the vaccine, which was going to be distributed uh, under uh, warp speed, was going to go to states. And, and I didn't see anybody, certainly in Illinois, I didn't see uh, the news media or anybody really pressing Governor Pritzker or in any other state. And, and by the way, wherever you're listening, what state you're listening into, I'd like to get a reaction from what your government, you know, what your governor and your state government is doing, because they have the responsibility to get it out. And uh, many of them don't look like they've, they've got their act together yet. I, I would agree, because it's it, getting it down to sort of this this big hundred million vaccinations goal down to individual citizens knowing when where and how they were going to participate in this this huge public health enterprise i think that just got dropped and that needed to happen at the state uh, level okay uh, uh eric what, what do you think of this you're, you're a libertarian uh, but what's your what's your take should this be should this have been left a complete federal government program or should this have gone to the 50 states? And uh, there were several uh, specific cities, Chicago was one, that was also included in the initial list of people that were going to get it. And they, they gave the number of, of vaccines that were going to be coming to them. Some states have received it, some places not. But again, it seems to me that all the, 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 the rattling of cages should be at the statewide level, not the federal government. I think that's primarily correct. We have seen most of the distribution that is supposed to happen from the federal government Oh, Eric kind of froze there. All right. Well, we're the application come back. of it at the states that has been particularly problematic, where there's one state that has distributed 101 percent 
of the vaccine that they have received. And that is the state of West Virginia. Yeah. It is states like New York and California that have been unmitigated disasters where you've had, uh, because of policy regimes in New York, them throwing away uh, portions of vials that have not been distributed. So right. th there is an accountability level that needs to be held by the voters of those individual states. I don't know that it would have been better if the federal government were trying to run this program in all 50 states. We've got plenty of examples of the federal government not doing those kinds of things effectively. Yeah. Well, it was also consistent with the Trump administration that they, they tried to pass the buck. I want to say pass the buck in a positive way. They, tr they were trying to pass the responsibility back to the states and all you had was a bunch of Democratic governors that were complaining about it and how the federal government was screwing up. And it seems to me that we're still getting that, that finger pointing now when uh, the fingers should be pointed at, uh, at state capitals and, and governors, Republicans and Democrats, uh, whether they're doing a good job or not. Jeannie, your response. Well, I completely agree with you. Florida was doing such a great job that they actually had to send out a missive and say that uh, this is not a vaccine tourism uh, destination. Uh, so we're going to make sure that you are full-time residents of Florida before you get a vaccine. If you have a home down here and you're here part-time, we'll consider it. But, I mean, so obviously some states were doing a much better job. And, and as Eric noted, West Virginia was at the top of the list, and most people think of them as not sophisticated in these types of things, and yet mm -hmm. they were. So uh, good for them. It's definitely on the governors. And the idea that you think that, I mean, if, if you want uh, a federalist system in place, then you've got to give the governors a way to do what they want to do. And it seems to me, quite frankly, that when it's convenient for Democrat governors to blame the federal government, they will do so. Which, the, which they did for a whole well, year. Credit, Bruce. they'll take credit. Okay. And Republican governors Bill? blame the government when it's convenient for them as well. So let's be let's be consistent let's, there. Okay. But I, I think we we missed something in the planning. There was a lot of focus on the vaccine. So Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, right. Johnson and Johnson, that they, they got their piece of it and they, they produced right. but something as simple as the needles. Do we have enough needles? Do we have the training? Uh, regimens in place? Do we have the adequate storage facilities in place? Do we have the place to vaccinate people in a in a rapid fashion? These are all these are all great questions, but these are these are questions that haven't been answered, or the news media has not laid out the plan. Because when you when you listened to uh, uh, the the, the uh, Operation Warp Speed uh, general, I mean this guy this guy was one of those sh most sharpest federal employees that I've seen in, in, in 50 years. He, see, he seemed to have everything in place, but you're right. Uh, are there enough syringes? And again, uh, uh, you know, how accurate is the, uh, and, and how consistent is the information about whether you, if you take the first uh, vaccine, uh, can you take the second vaccine with a different vaccine when your second right. shot comes up? I mean, there's some really yeah. basic things that the people don't know. And by the way, I just, I, I will share with this uh, tonight because I've shared it with my, my Facebook uh, followers. Uh, I'm going in tomorrow to have my, uh, to have, get my first COVID uh, vaccine. And which one are you taking, Bruce? I, you know, I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but I'm going to take it tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. And by the way, I, I initially announced to my Facebook friends because I was going to go in and get this done yesterday. But the response that I got from Facebook friends, I never got this from my doctor. I never got it from any pharmacy. They explained to me that uh, there could be some side effects 
that would make me that would make me very sick and very uncomfortable. So I did not want mm-hmm. to have that feeling tonight as I do this program. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm you know I'm 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 geared based on again not anything that a doctor has said to me. This is all based on on hearsay from Facebook friends, and they've all told me, Bruce, get ready for a, at least a couple of days of feeling really lousy, and and for the last several weeks I've felt pretty lousy already. So uh, I'll give you my report. Uh, uh, it's going to be a busy week because also later in the week I have a, a Mohs surgery, a dermat- dermatological uh, matter because of some skin cancer. So I'm going to, I'll have a full medical report on a variety of issues next Sunday night. Knock on woods if I'm still alive and well. But, so Bruce, I have a, I got, I have a question for, for Jeannie and yeah, Eric because sure. I'm, I'm really sort of struggling with this idea. Does it make sense for the federal government to say you don't get any vaccines, states, state of Illinois, state of California, state of Florida, until you show us a plan that has certain elements in it? Or is that too big brotherish? Like, I, I think it's, I think my problem with it, Phil, is that it's, um, if we look at the, the nation in the world that has been most effective in distributing the vaccine, and what we're after here is herd immunity, right? We wanna get right. as many people vaccinated as quickly as possible. The nation that has done the best with that is Israel because their policy has basically been show up, we'll give you the vaccine. We don't really care. We're, go- we're not going through the, you know, um, the people on the front lines first. We're not going through older people first. Show up, we will give you the vaccine because we want to get it in people's arms. I almost think the lack of that kind of detailed plan, and if you go on the Illinois Department of Public Health's website, you see the 1A, 1B, 1C group who falls into that. We're having debates over who falls into that. It would be more effective if the plan was just get the vaccine into people's arms so we get the most people vaccinated Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible and we get to that herd immunity marker that we need to get to. I think a lack of plan almost in that sense would be better for us. Gene, do you agree with that? I absolutely agree. That's pretty much what Florida did. They basically left it to hospitals to distribute the vaccine. Hospitals said first come, first serve, line up here. Uh, were you know interested in mostly the older population, and they did. And and uh, Governor DeSantis had to defend his decision to a reporter who was saying, "Well, why are all these people just out here waiting in line endlessly?" Well, because decided to administer it, yep. and they, yet they have a pretty good vaccine uh, uh, program going on because they decentralized it. Okay. It's well, in Illinois, uh, it's tomorrow is the first day, and uh, I'm going to be there on the first day. I uh, could have been there, I guess, a couple of days earlier, but uh, uh, no doctor told me to go there. It was the hospital. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and... 
The new year comes with new ways for pros to save at Lowe's. Like when you're ready to tackle your taxes, we'll help you save up to $100 off federal tax preparation when you file through TurboTax. All you have to do is sign up to become a Lowe's Pro Loyalty member by January 25th, and the savings is yours. This exclusive offer is for new Lowe's Pro Loyalty members only, so sign up at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Discount valid on select TurboTax services through October 15th. More terms apply. U.S. only. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Queen, now $17.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This is Aaron Maslianski, the host of the brand new show on WCGO, Inside the Skev, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. This show is all about the people of Skokie and Evanston, a community rich in history, culture, and diversity. Some would say a dream town. You're going to get to know all different types of people who are real movers and shakers. This show provides an opportunity to relax and listen to these great stories and really get to know your neighbors. Inside the Skev, Sunday mornings at 10 on Chicago's Smart Talk. If you're 65 or older and own a traditional IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, you'll soon have to deal with your required minimum distributions, or RMDs. Suddenly, a portion of your tax-deferred savings will be taxable again. For your free commissioned report on RMDs, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit at financial.com. Hey folks, it's Elizabeth Alfano, host of Plant-Based Life and Style. Tune in every Sunday right here on WCGO. Rooster Mont back. Let's go to Johnny in Texas. Go ahead, Johnny. Johnny, are you there? I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead and speak up. Yes, sir. I just wanted to kind of uh, calm your concerns and your fears, because I'm in my late 70s, and I have every kind of underlying condition that you think of, except death. That's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> you and me both. So, yeah, so to cut to, the, cut to the chase, I took my first vaccine shot last week, and I was in there. It was it was at least it wasn't even it was almost like a flu shot a, a, a pinch in the arm mm-hmm. and I was home about in about fifteen minutes sit down watching TV and having breakfast it's a piece of cake Bruce I'm Good. telling you well and, I like a uh, piece of cake have, so uh, I will I I, I, appre- I I appreciate it because you know last week when I put this up on the fa- on my Facebook account uh, the reaction was sort of just the opposite people were saying well you know you better be careful it made me sick for a couple of days so. I got the, that's one of the reasons why I pushed it back until tomorrow. So I didn't want to be sick tonight. But yeah, I, that, I appreciate your. I appreciate. Yeah, that, your, when is your next? What is your next? Uh, uh, when is your next shot? Uh, on the on the eleventh of next month. It's it's, uh, it, it's going to be in four weeks. I got the Moderna. Okay, you got the Moderna. And uh, it's going to be on February eleventh. Yeah. Okay, good. And all my neighbors in my neighborhood. Uh, uh, I know. I know we. Uh, have what you call over, overlapping each other on the talking, but all my neighbors in my neighborhood, most of us, uh, about, well, about six of us, we've all got our first shot, okay. and we're going to be getting it next month anywhere from the first to second week, depending on who we went. And everybody I talk to, just a, 
punch a wound. That's it. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to scare you, but not even punch a wound. Just a prick, okay? Johnny, let me ask you how, <laughs> many, how um, many how many people that, that you know within your sphere of friendship? How many people mm-hmm. don't want to get it and and will not get it because uh, uh, they're either anti-vaxxers or they're just too worried about it? Well, to be honest with you, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, I, I was thinking the same way. My, my group, we were concerned, and we wanted that wait and see attitude. But what prompted us to do it is the leaders that we saw, Dr. Fauci, and some of the leaders in the politics and so forth. They did it, and uh, so we just went on and decided to do it. And, uh, and we have no regrets. Uh, and I hear people talking. You know, uh, I don't know what the age group they are, but I'm, you know. There is some concern. Oh, I shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. And uh, if, you, if, you, if not you, I mean, if someone listened to that, you know, you can never do anything. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I went. I don't know what to do. And matter of fact, my wife, she took her, got hers before I did. She got hers on the 25th. She's going to get her. I mean, 25th of, of uh, last month, she's going to get hers this coming Monday. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Very good. And well, so, listen. Uh, let's stay. Let's stay in touch. Okay. Hopefully, we'll we'll all have the same positive story to tell. But uh, thank you very much for sharing uh, your view from Texas tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be listening for you next Sunday and see what happens. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, let's let's go to uh, uh, Phil Beverly again. Phil, uh, let let's talk about the concern. It's primarily within the African American and Hispanic communities where there's there's much reservation allegedly. Uh, about this. First of all, do you agree that uh, this is a, uh, a fairly popular thing to discuss within the black community? And uh, is the is the fear uh, and the reluctance as uh, as massive as the media suggests? Um, I, I don't think the, the reluctance is, is as massive as, as the media portrays it. Is there some thought in the back of our heads that um, in our community, we haven't always been treated by the medical community in the best way. Yeah, that's that's going to be present because that's sort of, I don't know, historical fact. And we understand what COVID has, has done in our community. In, in Illinois, a disproportionate number of the COVID deaths were in black and brown communities. And so seeing that, it, it's like rock and hard place. And so you go, yeah, I may not trust the medical community all the time, but I don't want to go out with COVID. And so if we can get vaccinated, let's get vaccinated. I mm-hmm. think that the trust is we have a plan on how me individual person is supposed to show up. Do I go to county hospital? Do I go to my doctor? Can right. I go to a pharmacy? Where do I go? And yeah. is there a difference in the, I don't think there's been enough conversation about no, I, is there a difference between Pfizer and Moderna? I, I agree. I think there's been there's been so much fear spread by the national news media that some really basic things. I mean, when I was going through my decision, uh, there's really basic things that, that that aren't discussed. Are there side effects? What are the side effects? Uh, how how long could you be down? Obviously, there's difference of opinion as to how people get it. But again, there's some really basic things with all the time that at least cable television has to talk about things instead of uh, talking about the same old crap over and over again. They could be doing a lot more in the field of, of uh, education. Thanks very much uh, for your, your call. Uh, Eric, let me ask you, um, you're a libertarian. Uh, uh, are libertarians more likely to be suspicious of a government-directed uh, vaccination program than others? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, sure, there's probably some within any group. If you were to dissect it, you would find some people who are suspicious of things like that. I haven't heard amongst other people who uh, identify as libertarians a large suspicion of all of this. There's also a strong belief in the power of private enterprise. And it was the uh, private drug companies who were the ones who developed this in a remarkably quick time frame. Uh, which I think is one of the real miracles that we're going to look back on. I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a funny way of thinking about it, but it took us 3,000 years to get a vaccine for smallpox. It took us two days to get a vaccine developed for COVID-19. And then the rollout period, the testing and the rollout period after that, which is a remarkable accomplishment. So I, I have no reservations myself about getting it. I hope as many people who are eligible to get it, get it so that we can hit that herd immunity marker and we can get back to something more closely resembling normal life. Yep. Well, it's very important that that, uh, uh, that that any resistance that's out there or reluctance that's out there, it has to be addressed because if, if it's not addressed, it's going to just keep us from that magic day when we have heard, uh, heard, heard uh, consistency. Uh, our thanks to Eric Cohn and Beverly, Phil Beverly and Jeannie Ives for being with us at hour number one. In hour number two, we've got another three guests for you, including uh, Spike Cohen who was the vice presidential candidate of the Libertarian Party. And he will be with us in about five minutes. Don't go away. You're listening to Beyond the Beltway. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV... 
we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog and new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. It is estimated that 1.5 million people are arrested for DUI every year in the United States. In Illinois alone, over 30,000 motorists are arrested for DUI. Driving under the influence of alcohol, marijuana, or drugs is one of the most complex of traffic charges on the books. Most people do not understand the complexities of the standardized field sobriety tests, which are horizontal gaze nystagmus, the walk and turn, and the one-leg stand test. Due to improper testing procedures, many people are wrongfully charged with DUI. Whether you have been charged with a DUI or an attorney handling DUI cases, the book's DUIs Decoded explains the proper procedures for standardized field sobriety testing, breathalyzer testing, and the penalties in Illinois for driving under the influence. DUIs Decoded is written by nationally recognized DUI expert witness William Pellerinos and is available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. This is psychic and medical intuitive Julie Ryan, host of the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Heard Thursday nights from 7 to 9 Central on Chicago's Smart Talk, WCGO. Bruce Dumont, we continue with our number two of Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. 1-800-723-8289, that's the phone number. Uh, Before we go too much further, I just want to just... uh, take a moment to talk about uh, two significant people who passed away this week. Uh, uh, I never met Hank Aaron, but I saw him play baseball on many occasions at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Uh, he, he was, I think he was probably the greatest hitter that I ever saw. The ease with which uh, he swung that bat and hit uh, home runs and, and also was a great outfielder. And again, his contributions as being one of the, uh, the biggest one of the biggest baseball stars in my life. Uh, again, uh, you know, when someone of that stature passes away, it's, it, it kind of hits you a little bit, and you, you think about where you were and the significant role that he played, not only in society, but uh, you know, as part of your own life. And then uh, uh, the other thing that is maybe much more closer to me uh, was the passing of Larry King at age uh, 87. Uh, Larry was a personal friend uh, as well as a career, uh, just someone that I admired greatly. Uh, who turned his uh, radio show into a uh, into a very popular television show? Uh, we became good friends in the development of the Museum of Broadcast Communications. He did uh, many favors for us, and uh, was really a terrific guy. He, he loved baseball. Uh, he he was down to earth. There were no errors except the one thing. You know, one of the things because he he started and overcame uh, some serious fiscal problems, and his 
closing years of his life, he liked to travel in a private jet. And he had many friends who had private jets. And uh, whenever I asked him to do something, which involved usually coming to Chicago, uh, he would not send me a bill for it, but he'd get one of his friends to uh, pick him up and pick his uh, many friends up as well. And, uh, you know, five or six people who were friends of Larry, we'd all go to a ball game. And so uh, that's the type of guy that Larry King was. And, again, just the tremendous contribution of, of the programs that he created on radio. Uh, he was really the sort of the father of late-night uh, radio and bringing in-depth interviews. And then, of course, the tremendous success he had uh, with CNN over the years, interviewing just about everyone. I mean, uh, you weren't anybody in the world if you had not been interviewed by Larry King. And, again, the, he was quite a... Uh, Quite a, quite a guy. Uh, anyway, joining us now for the uh, second part of our, our program, let me welcome Nick Com. Nick Com is uh, uh, from Chicago, and he is with Reputation Partners, and he is a Republican. And also with us uh, this evening, we have Derek Addis, who is a Democrat, uh, and he is a digital marketing expert. And then we have Spike Cohen, who uh, last year was the uh, Libertarian Party candidate for pr vice president of the United States, and uh, he joins us as well. Uh, gentlemen, I want to begin, and Spike, I want to begin with you because uh, uh, there's there's been discussion that uh, Donald Trump uh, may be thinking about starting a new party, and I'm wondering, uh, given uh, where the body politic is at the moment, where do you put the Libertarian Party as a serious, viable alternative to people out there who feel that uh, uh, the answers to our society uh, will not be found uh, in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. Well, Bruce, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on your show. And Good. I'd also like to, and, and this is kind of in keeping with your question, I'd like to address uh, a very blatantly false assertion that was made by one of your previous guests in the in the first hour, okay. uh, where she claimed that we worked with the Madigan campaign to illegally get on the ballot. The fact of the matter is Mike Madigan agrees with her and the Republican Party and actually fought us in court to keep us off the ballots and thankfully the court sided with us and the illinois state constitution and allowed us on the ballot and in fact Jeannie should know uh that uh mike madigan was fighting against us because she was in that same court trying to keep her libertarian opponent off the ballot so she knew full well that uh not only were we not working with mike madigan mm -hmm. but madigan was actually working with the republicans doing what republicans and democrats mm -hmm. always do which is to keep every other viable option off the ballot if they are able to thankfully again the court sided with the constitution and with the libertarian party and kept us on the the ballot uh with your question uh yeah. if donald trump uh does choose to uh form a new political party they're going to discover what every other non-republicrat discovers when they try to be on the ballot if you're a republican or democrat candidate you have basically universal and automatic access to the ballot if you are anyone else you have to collect in some states including uh illinois tens or even hundreds of thousands of signatures and spend thousands tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases per candidate to even get on the ballot in the first place that's one of the many barriers and burdens that the republicrats have put in place to keep everyone else off and they are effectively robbing the american people of having any other option besides them and the and the crony gravy train that they've set up to keep themselves in power and nice and uh, nice and fat and healthy in uh, in dc and and as well as in springfield if, and um so if he does decide to start a new party he's gonna he's gonna have a fun time finding out what ballot access looks like spike if if uh, donald trump or his uh, uh, associates came to you and and said we we'd like to we'd like to switch over to the Libertarian Party. 
would the leaders and the movers and shakers within the Libertarian Party, the official Libertarian Party, would they welcome that or would they uh, just run away cringing? We welcome anyone who wants to become a libertarian. We'd also like them to understand that the Libertarian Party uh, is not just a party that, and this may be something they're not used to, we're not just a party that is worried about getting on the ballot and, and worried about you know getting in elected into positions of power so that we can you know give favors back to the people who put us in, in who help pay for our campaigns. The purpose of the Libertarian Party is we believe that the American people do best when they are most free. We see the mess that Republicrats have put us in, and we recognize that the reason that we are in that mess isn't just because these specific candidates are the problem or these politicians are the problem. They've set up a system whereby they try to control our lives and tell us how to live and rob us to pay for it. That system is a blatant and proven failure. doesn't matter which side is in office. You get the same thing, more debt, more taxes, more control of your life, a, a cost of living continuing to spiral out of control, uh, more people put in cages for victimless crimes, and just generally the average everyday American family finding it harder and harder to make ends meet. Nick uh, Kamm, the Libertarian want, Party recognizes that it, that will only end when we get these people out. I want to go to uh, Nick Kamm, who's a conservative. Uh, I think he's probably more of a conservative than a Republican, but uh, he runs a company called Reputation Partners. Uh, Nick, and you spent much of the last year and a half or two or three years uh, defending Donald Trump on this program, uh, but also criticizing him when you thought that he was wrong. Um, does Donald Trump deserve another shot at the White House? Well, I think that's up for the voters and the party. No, but they're, they're not here. I'm asking you. If they were all here, I'd ask them all or they can call in. Let me try to answer your question this way, Bruce. I don't think he's done or said anything that would disqualify him from holding okay. office again. Right. I think, But I think the bigger issue, Bruce, and it's interesting to listen to uh, my fellow panelist uh, Spike here, because that's a, that is seems like a classic definition of libertarianism versus Eric Cohn, who's I think just more of an anti-Trumper, who was on in the previous hour. Yeah. It's just interesting to contrast that. Mm -hmm. But I think the point here is that um, Donald Trump can be, and again, what's amazing to me with, and I know you talked about the, the impeachment a bit in the first hour. Yeah. You know, if they impeach him, they're going to make him even more of a martyr. They're going to make him even more of a. Uh, of a kingmaker, if you will, and may, and indeed to your question, he may decide to run again. I personally don't think he's going to decide to run again. I think uh, there's no way to describe the last four years as anything remotely pleasant for him and what he gave up in order to lead the country. But thank you for noticing also that I was not always just a universal cheerleader for him, but I think he did a lot of good. Right. We're going to pause and we're going to hear from Derek Addis when we come back. 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border. From Evanston, Illinois, I'm Bruce Dumont. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. 
Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Whether you're a pro on the job site or managing properties, clean and safe is your number one priority. And Lowe's has the pro-grade cleaning supplies you need. We go beyond the basics, bringing you commercial cleaning from top brands like Clorox, Zep, and Rubbermaid. And in larger sizes, so you can take on any cleaning job knowing you have the quantity you need. Shop Lowe'sforpros.com and have your items delivered or pick up in store. Lowe's, the new home for pros. U.S. only. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes is back. Every time the score changes, someone wins $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. See rules and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends February 4th. Licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort, maximum reward. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-wise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Make getting a great night's sleep your New Year's resolution with Mattress Firm's year-end sale. Hurry in for savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or save 50% on select mattresses from Sealy and get a queen mattress for just $299.99. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. This is Aaron Maslansky, the host of Inside the Skev. Listen live to hear me interview the real changemakers in Skokie and Evanston, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on WCGO. Bruce Dumont back uh, for Beyond the Beltway. We continue with uh, another segment on our second hour. Nice to have you with us. Uh, I'd like to begin uh, this segment by welcoming uh, Derek Addis, who hasn't had a chance to speak yet. Uh, Derek, you've not been a big fan of uh, Donald Trump. Uh, do you want him? Uh, do you want him tried and convicted and sent to prison? Uh, well, I think he has a right to like fair trial, like everyone else. Yeah, um, I good. think what I, whatever I personally believe about him is not for me the way that I would divulge how I feel the process should play out for him. Um, as far as the impeachment is concerned, I do think that that person has proven. That they're no longer uh, can be trusted with holding office in that manner with what happened at the Capitol uh, two weeks ago. So you think there was a direct correlation between what Donald Trump said and the reaction of uh, the the demonstrators and the insurgents? Well, I mean, half of the people were wearing Trump garb. You know, they weren't out there of their own volition in the sense that they didn't just come up with it on their own. They were, you know, in essence, as someone who has been deployed in defense of our nation uh, to, to fight for something. Um, I didn't see people that were fighting for democracy storming the Capitol. I saw people that were fighting for a person, uh, Donald Trump. Now, some people might suggest that uh, that was just a test. And there had been those that suggested that there was going to be a second confrontation 
uh, you know, last week at the inauguration. Uh, that did not happen. So my question to you is, did the did the situation insofar as the insurrection, did it did it reduce and lessen the uh, the, the power and the fear that that rings in the hearts of some people that think that these were hooligans that uh, need to be arrested and shut up forever? Well, I, I don't. What I do know is that a hundred people have been um, you know arrested for the crimes that they committed right. uh, at the Capitol that day. Uh, and I think uh, in terms of the the additional, you know, um, pro- protests is what they would want to call it um, on Inauguration Day. I think that those were quelled around the city, uh, around the states, because they saw there was repercussions for the actions that that the the many took, uh, you know, two weeks prior. Yeah. So I think that's really what put it wasn't much of their, a turnout. The, initial plan. There really wasn't much of a turnout for for all the hype about that there was going to be uh, outbreaks and, and demonstrations in 50 state capitals. Uh, that didn't really happen to any great significance. Yeah, no, not at all. Like I said, I think that, you know, uh, everybody wants to do something until someone else does it, and then they get, you know, in trouble for it, and then all of a sudden nobody wants to be a part of this thing anymore. So that, what that I think, is a defining thing between actual movements, like progressive real movements where people are willing to put their bodies on the line and be hurt for something to progress humanity, and then people who just want to get their president, you know, uh, the election overturned, you know, stop the steal like that. That wasn't a movement. That, they just bum rushed the Capitol. Uh, and I think it was incredibly misguided. Uh, Nick, uh, my question to you is uh, how badly has this hurt the, uh, the 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 future of the Republican Party to uh, at the conclusion of the Trump administration to try to put the party back together, either with Donald Trump or a tapped down Donald Trump and uh, uh how likely is it that those Republicans who joined in voting for uh, Joe Biden, how likely is it that they will ever come back if Donald Trump is anywhere near that party? Yeah, well, I think it does, to answer your question, Bruce, I think it has hurt, at least in the near term, the Republican Party, because it basically played into the worst fears that folks like Derek and others on the left have about people who are conservative or Republicans. It's like, oh, my God, they would rush the Capitol. They would try to overturn the election. And I know that there was at least some element of this that was uh, certainly encouraged by uh, Donald Trump. But I don't think I don't. Th- and, and it has silenced Republicans as well. Right now, they mm-hmm. are quietly sitting by while Joe Biden is signing more executive orders than any of his predecessors by like an order of magnitude. And Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are getting ready to try to ram through things like the questionable election tactics that put us where we are in the first place and cause Donald Trump to be so upset about the uh, election results. Do you believe that every Republican who voted for uh, the impeachment in the House uh, and every Republican who might vote to convict the president, are they taking their political... uh, Is that a political suicide mission for them? Or do you think that they will be viewed as a profile in courage and it will help their political careers? The only thing it's going to help the, you know, the the Mitt Romneys and the uh, Adam Kinzinger's and others who are still going out and bashing Trump and even Mitch McConnell to some degree, they're turning off people who have been passionately in support of the president uh, again. And whether he's now on the sidelines temporarily or permanently, I think they're doing themselves a tremendous disservice. What the party needs to do is figure out how to capture that um, uh, that flame in a bottle, if you will which is disaffected, working class people, classic conservatives, 
mainline Republicans and even people who are, again, don't laugh when I say this, conservative Democrats, I'm sure there's one or two of them out there, and even libertarians and others who are not affiliated with any party who saw what the president did in terms of economic growth, in terms of um, actually putting policies in place that brought manufacturing jobs back to the United States. If a Republican, and I don't know whether it'll be Nikki Haley or Marco Rubio or somebody else, it's not going to be one of the Republicans, Bruce, who's out there now bashing uh, Donald Trump and piling on with the Democrats. The only thing that they're doing is they're ensuring that when they get voted out of office or primaried out of office, they're going to have a nice home for themselves on MSNBC or CNN. But it's also well, and, not going to be any of the people who supported this agenda because we just saw $7 trillion in debt being run up under a supposed conservative government. We saw uh, a continuation and an expanding of a trade war that lost, led to a decimation of farming communities in the U.S. that they then had to be bailed out with taxpayer money because they would have otherwise yeah. they would have starved to death because they were losing everything. We saw a massive ramping up of the so-called wars that he was going to end overseas and instead he ramped them up, including the U.S.-sponsored genocide that's going on in Yemen under the direction of the Saudi government and Al-Qaeda. This is what happens. You're certainly not going to get any libertarians on board on this, much less any conservative. He's the only president who has not put us into a war and in fact has drawn down troops so he has not drawn down troops there was a net increase of troops under donald trump he did a surge and then brought some of them back i know that after years of republican and democrat rule when we see a decrease after a massive increase we pretend that that's a decrease but the net number of troops that are overseas right now is higher than when donald trump came into office derek caddis you want to do you want to jump in here yeah so yeah, I do. So it's, we're talking about parties, right? And the Republicans, because that's yeah. Trump's party now, right? And so uh, to uh, something for you, Bruce, you you uh, you, com- you confuse me with a Democrat quite often, and I notice the uh, lower thirds has me as a progressive Democrat. But I've alluded to many times of my independent affiliation, if that oxymoron actually makes sense. And one of the well, good well, things let me, that let I me think just, did come me, out of this. Let me let me do this because I want to be correct that I. Our director will be listening, and we'll we'll erase that lower third. I mean, how would you describe yourself? You're not really an independent, independent, right? I'm an independent. I I grew up in Texas, surrounded by a bunch of conservatives, a bunch of the Hispanic conservatives who were voting for Trump. There's people in my family who are Trump voters, and I listen to them. And there's there are some things that they believe in that I also believe in. So when we talk about was there anything that Donald Trump said that you liked? Was there anything well, here, that yeah, Donald he did. Trump you know said? what? You know what he did? What? I I would love for him to create another party. I want him to do that. I want him okay. because I want both sides. <laughs> Hold on. I want both sides. I want the Democratic Party to cannibalize itself and I want the Republican Party to cannibalize itself as well because we need a multi-party system in this in in these states. The reason why yes. uh, everyone now is talking about the deficit and troops in other countries and all this stuff there is a gridlock in our Congress because it is owned by big business. And it is owned by big money interests. And I think yep. the only way to break that stronghold is to break up all these parties, you know, because Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, they eat together and they have these nice dinners and they are friends. Whether they come yep. out in front of the media and tell us that they're not, they are. Right. So I'm not so I, sure. I want that. Donald Trump <laughs> to create a party. For sure. That's so much. not. I don't. That's not going to. First of all, that would be incredibly stupid of Trump. to. And I know he's talking about it and floating. Why? of creating a patriot he owns party. the party it is absolutely dumb this is where i give it and again if you're not a democrat okay you're i see now you're an independent you. according to the, to the crawl there but again the democrats i hand it to them because they have incredible party discipline you know aoc is over here doing her little thing and the 
gang of four, whatever, they're doing their little thing, but yeah. the Democrats are able to enforce party discipline like nobody's business. What we were just talking about, where Republicans are going out, well, I think I'm going to vote to impeach Donald Trump. He's out of office. Let him go. He's, he's a character now that Democrats want and need as a boogeyman because otherwise none of the Republicans are stepping up. Democrats Spike, need a boogeyman. He's their boogeyman. Spike, Spike when, when Derek was talking about his future, uh, he skipped right over the Libertarian Party. How come? That's fine because the Are thing they is, not taken the seriously? We, we, when these parties begin to cannibalize, anyone who wants to see actual change, anyone who wants to see a smaller government that fits within its constitutional limitations, anyone who wants to see real criminal justice reform, there's only one party that is seriously proposing that, and that's the Libertarian Party. I want to go to what, what Nick said. He talks about the party discipline of the Democratic Party. What has that done for anyone other than the big politicians in the Democratic Party and their big business billionaire cronies? Joe Biden is the architect of every bad policy that progressive hate and yet they yeah. voted for him because they felt like they had no yeah. other viable option the absolute best thing that could happen in this country is for the american people to have an entire slate of choices to choose from instead of being yeah. told you have red maga and blue maga yeah. and you blue have MAGA. to choose blue from MAGA. them blue yeah. maga you have to choose you have many choices to choose from instead of being robbed of their choices and being stuck with the constant thievery that is happening right now we have a system the, the whereby pop, trillions yeah. of dollars are run up in the names of people that aren't even born yet if that isn't taxation without representation i don't know what is yeah and, and the problem now is they don't work for us politicians exactly. they know right they know that they're like a shoe in for this district or whatever they don't even have to try hard to get our votes anymore yep. right and and that's to me again i think that is the biggest problem and, and so it, this is something that okay i live streamed the the protests in chicago all summer long I was down on the ground. Derek, wait one camera. second. Derek, Derek, I want I want you to follow up on that, but we, we're going to a break yeah. right now, and then we, when we come back, I want you to finish your story. Okay? I'm Bruce Dumont. Back shortly. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news, but what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. 
Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always encountered him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. You're listening to Smart Talk on AM 1590, 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app, and WCGORadio.com. We're still my back from Beyond the Beltway, and we are in Evanston, Illinois. Nice to have you with us. Uh, and uh, we do appreciate uh, your joining us each and every Sunday night, and whether you are Listening to us on the radio, watching us on YouTube, watching us on uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, it's good to know where you're listening and where you're engaging this program. And some people are just doing it on the old-fashioned computer. And it's good to know where you're calling from and where you're participating. So uh, uh, I know sometimes we have uh, we don't we don't seem to have as many callers as we have in the past, but we have a lot more people who are engaged with uh, uh, Facebook uh, posts or uh, comments uh, on. Uh, you know, I'd be on the beltway, uh, com. But anyway, it's nice to have you with us. Uh, uh, we're going to take a moment here and let our guests introduce themselves for a moment and give us the give us the short version, if you will. We're going to start with Derek Addis. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, Derek hi. Addis. Uh, I founded Belomathy Digital Media Marketing. I'm an Iraq War veteran. I'm a DePaul MBA, uh, and I'm just trying to bring everyone together. You are. Have you introduced yourself to Joe Biden? You may have a job. <laughs> I uh, have not. That's only once. Yet, but I would love, I would love to talk to Joe Biden. I have a lot of very, very interesting things for him to hear about. Well, I believe it. Well, he's got to watch yeah. your, he's got to watch your podcast, right? We'll, yeah. t- we'll tell people where to I'll find him. I'll send him a link. All right. But you, uh, uh, yes. We're, we're, we're going to come back. I want to yeah. hear our other guests, and then I'm going to let you follow up with your story. Uh, Spike Cohen, tell us a little bit about you. Who uh, you were the uh, Libertarian candidate for vice president of the United States. Uh, but tell us more. Yep. Hey, everyone. My name is Spike Cohen. Uh, I have been a business owner for over 22 years. Uh, I was the Libertarian Party's vice presidential candidate in last year's election. We came in third. And uh, we. Uh, I also am the co-owner of Muddy Waters Media, the co-host of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, and the host of My Fellow Americans. Okay. And Nick Calm. I'll round it out then. I'm the third business owner. I own a strategic communications firm in Chicago called Reputation Partners. I've been politically active for many, many years. And uh, always a pleasure to be back here on your show, Bruce. 
Since you're all business people, let me ask this question, uh, and then I'm going to go to Air Derek to finish his story. Uh, $15 an hour, what will that do to uh, business in America, in your view, uh, Nick Com? Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe I'll surprise you a little bit with this response. I mean, it used to be, and I think it's a little bit of a canard to suggest that minimum wage jobs, so to speak, are really just part-time jobs for kids. But there is a large underclass, working class that is just struggling to get by. And I think it's been too long since they've increased the minimum wage. However, when they do, when or if they do bring it to $15 an hour nationally, that's going to create some havoc in some of the lower cost parts of the country. And it's going to drive wages up overall. And I think it's going to cut into profits. But having said that, I think there's actually some pretty strong reasons for doing it just to lift up the working class whose plight we really saw over this last year in a way that we have not seen before. And it, it's at, what, $7.25 now? Something like that. I yep. mean, that, that would be a yeah, tremendous, that would be a, that would be a tremendous uh, <laughs> upgrade from uh, yep. where it is. To right, where but if you're getting a minimum wage in New York City or Chicago or Washington, D.C., it's a very different thing than if you're getting the mm-hmm. $15 minimum wage in Pocatello, Idaho, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike Cohen, what's your reaction to this? Yeah, so the reason that big businesses are pushing for minimum wage increases is because they can afford them and their smaller competitors can't. So especially in light of the last year of small businesses being absolutely decimated by these failed lockdowns, to then now hit them with, in some cases, near double, actually over doubling of their labor costs, um, it will drive more businesses out of business and it will lead to more unemployment. The real problem here is that the cost of living has been spiraling out of control because of bad monetary policy that has led to increasing inflation under both Republican and Democrat governments. The real answer is to return to sound monetary policy that will stop the inflationary uh, aspect and allow the increase of wages to meet with the cost of living. Uh, But this would actually make things worse. It would drive up costs. It would put smaller businesses out of business, which will give fewer competitors to big businesses, and then will allow them to charge a lot more than they're charging now because they have fewer competitors. That drives up costs, it puts people out of business, and it destroys small business, which is the engine that keeps America running. Derek, what's your reaction? How would this affect you personally? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a small business, right? Uh, I definitely would be really hurt having to pay. I work with another individual uh, and I'm there. But what's the, what's, 40, what's, the, what's, right? the, what's the limitation of number of employees? It isn't, so, it, you have to have a base number of employees to be uh, covered. Do you know? Right. So what I was, what I was going to say is, is, and someone smarter in the room can, can answer this is there's no way that there can be like a limit. Like if your company makes X amount per year, then you have to pay $15. If you make less than right for, so we can protect small businesses if you make right. less than X, you know, per year, you're, you're not subjected to that, right? I, I would like something like that. Let's Is that to, possible with a federal law? Let's go to I'm Susan. I'm sure they could make it that way, yeah. Let's go to Susan. I want to bring yeah, like, a guest. I want to I wanna, I bring a guest uh, in who maybe could comment on that and also uh, offer an opinion on Donald Trump. Susan, uh, whereabouts in Georgia are you from? I'm over towards the Atlanta area. Okay, very good. Go ahead with your comment. Yeah, well, one just the first comment to mention Donald Trump. I don't think he should be allowed uh, to run back in office again. I don't know if the Senate could do a separate vote to not allow him to run in 2024. But he, he truly doesn't have the character of the judgment 
or does he have the decorum personally or politically to run for the uh, to represent the United States of America and a free uh, free leader of the um, of the excuse me a leader of the free world? He as a troublemaker. Um, when you get into that type of political arena, you need to represent. Um, your country as a person of true character, integrity. He has none of the above uh, characteristics as well. Um, Dr. Michael Savage, who is a friend of uh, Donald Trump, said he is not a conservative. He's a middle of the road. And he said, of course, we know he used to be a diplomat. And he's, uh, he's to some degree, he's hiding behind a lot of his uh, um, uh, insecurities and, and uh, deceptions. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, everybody talks about him uh, moving the capital to Jerusalem and doing all these wonderful things. Well, a lot of his uh, incentive was to promote the, the feathersation of Zionism. Donald Trump is a big Zionist, as well, friends with Netanyahu. And I've heard from several people, I've listened to talk shows, they said Donald Trump is part of the Chabad organization, along with Netanyahu. I don't know if you're familiar with the Chabad organization, mm-hmm. but it's a criminal network in North America and as well Russia, China, and it's um, he's part of this organization. They, Susan, they run money view, laundering, Susan, money laundering, Susan. sex, sex, uh, t- excuse me, go ahead. Susan, in, 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 your, in your view... In your view, how do you feel about the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump? And they they totally disagree with you. I mean... uh uh, well, they don't have the background on Donald Trump, sir. They go with what they see as, because most of them aren't educated. Many of them are not educated. They don't do research. They know nothing about who Donald Trump really is. And they don't realize he he only took the Christian base, he took that base and used them to his uh to, to get into office. He told them that he was a Christian. Donald Trump doesn't have characteristics of a Christian. As a matter of fact, and if anyone would like to pull this up, I've heard from several sources. These are reliable sources. One used to be a CIA agent, and he follows political arena in Washington. Donald Trump quietly converted to Judaism back in 2017 <laughs> after he got into office. Okay. After he got into office. Okay. So he was appeasing and appealing to his Christian base to get Susan. into office. Then he changed to Judaism because There's of his crazy. daughter. It's on the internet. Susan, Susan, just because. Listen, listen, Susan, anybody, anybody Susan, can. Susan, Susan, Susan just, just calm down. Just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true. I thank you very much for your call, but we've had enough you, of your yes. comments. Thank you very it much. It depends. Do you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next time that we have our big Jewish cabal meeting, I will be certain to give Susan's regards to President Trump. Yeah. Can I ask a question? I want to ask Spike a question based on an earlier discussion about, um, and I, first of all, I agree with the libertarian position about excessive debt and government spending. I absolutely do. But I'm curious, and again, maybe I could find this if I went to the Libertarian Party website, but what should right. government have done last year when our $22 trillion economy was shut down overnight? What should they, they have shouldn't, done? Uh, what they should have done was the FDA shouldn't have stopped healthcare workers for testing people for COVID for the first two months of the outbreak. That's what allowed it to spiral out of control in this country. And that's what led to the fear and, 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 and 
everything that led to the lockdowns. We now know that the lockdowns have completely failed. Uh, there is no correlation between lockdowns and a reduction in the spread of the virus long term. You can slow it down for about a week or two. Uh, but the reality is you can't make everyone stay home for longer than a, a few days. Oh, but you, you uh, directly talked about businesses that were hurt. I'm just wondering yes. what, what should government have done to help the businesses that were hurt, whether or not somebody agrees with your point about lockdowns and so forth, which I actually do. But what right. should government have done? And I agree, it's very problematic that the amount of government spending that has occurred now has skyrocketed. But what should government have done once they went down the path of lockdowns? What should they have done to support the businesses that were then going to fail and the tens of millions of people who thankfully temporarily yeah. were out That's of That's the easy answer. I'll, I'll let Spike go. That's the easy answer. Yeah. So according to the uh, Constitution, when the when the government uh, actually seizes a business and let's be clear, the lockdown is a seizing of a business being able to operate, which is effectively a seizing of a business. They owe them compensation for it. So the reality is, yes, if, exactly. if they are if they are not yes. allowing people to work, then they should be giving those businesses, those small businesses and those yes. and those workers the money, especially when they're letting the big businesses stay open. They told us we couldn't go to a small shop, but we should go to Target or Costco. That's what happened, and that's how... No, that's not what happened. When we come back, gentlemen, 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 when we come back, uh, the chair is going to go to uh, Derek Addis, but we've got a break. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. One more segment coming up. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation. Without all the talk and without an opinion so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation. Seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The new year comes with new ways for pros to save at Lowe's. Like when you're ready to tackle your taxes, we'll help you save up to $100 off federal tax preparation when you file through TurboTax. All you have to do is sign up to become a Lowe's Pro Loyalty member by January 25th, and the savings is yours. This exclusive offer is for new Lowe's Pro Loyalty members only, so sign up at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Discount valid on select TurboTax services through October 15th. More terms apply. U.S. only. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Queen, now $17.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 
Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, the best of the best from the world of barbecue and outdoor cooking. And you can turn a sword into a barbecue, not a plowshare, with the boys from Fire Disc in Texas. Or Graham Kerr talks about his adventures as the galloping gourmet going around the world. And finally, Chicago's own Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com is always dispelling myths and getting the science of barbecue directly to you. Barbecue Nation, Saturday mornings at 7 on Chicago's Smart Talk. The Red Door has long symbolized safe havens. That's what the Red Door No-Kill Animal Shelter provides to the hundreds of cats, dogs, and rabbits it rescues annually. Animals are vet-checked, spayed, neutered, microchipped, and current on all vaccines. We are a 501c3 organization promoting respect for animals through education, rescue, shelter, and adoption. Like us on Facebook, visit our website at reddoorshelter.org. Who knows, you might just adopt a new member of the family. Set your alarm Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. for Around the House with Eric G., where we talk home improvement and interior design right here on Chicago Smart Talk, WCGO. Bruce to my back, and let us go to uh, Derek. Eric, Derek, you were going to make a point during the break. Uh, yeah, I, um, so I wanted to talk about, uh, the real, what I feel is like the real enemy of the people, right? And so we were talking earlier about breaking up the parties and all this stuff, you know? And I think there's a lot of similarities between the populism of a Bernie Sanders, uh, uh election run and a Trump, you know, presidential win, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I was saying was all summer long, I live streamed the protests in Chicago, right? So I saw mm-hmm. everything in my own eyes, right? What I saw of the Capitol, you know, everybody was trying to make these equivalencies between yep. the looting of the Gucci store in Chicago and people storming the Capitol, right? And what I saw was two very different groups of people with the same exact problem. And that yep. goes to our elected officials, right? It's the oligarchy, right? It's the big money. It's like like uh, he was saying, you know, Amazon was able to operate during the shutdowns, but small businesses were not, right? Yep. Amazon was able to have, and, and I'll, full disclosure, I use Amazon, right? I can walk and chew gum, right? I can try to make the things that I like better, you know, and I think that's what we all should do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I just wanted to draw a parallel between the, my reasoning for wanting to break up the parties because I think that when we break up the parties, we'll actually bring everyone together. You know what I mean? Because I think we'll actually be seen a little bit clearly then. And then to touch really quickly about the money for the COVID relief, they gave money via the PPP program to people. But let's be real. I, I was a recipient of that money back like in April or March, right? Yes. It, I luckily was able to build my business during the pandemic, but you know how many people were not, right, who are have lost everything? Yeah. They passed the $740 uh, was trillion dollar defense budget, no problem. They couldn't even get people $600 yep. checks, even right now. You know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not 2000 anymore. Biden just got elected. He lied to people, said it's 2000 Now they're only going to send you... Uh, uh, 1400 maybe we might get, but some people got 600 The short answer to what we should have done for businesses and Americans during the during this time right now, give them money. We spend money on everything else. We spend money to kill people all around the world all the time. Give Americans money. It's our money, first of all. And I'm, that might be a libertarian Spike, do you agree thing, with right? That? It's our money we, already we should in have given place. money. We should have given give money. Back. More money. Spike? Well, here, here's, here's my take on this, because that $1,400 of the proposed bill, it makes up less than a quarter of the money being spent. Guess where the other three quarters going? If you guess the big business uh, cronies that put Republicans and Democrats in office, 
you guessed correctly, unfortunately, and that's true of the last Nailed two it. stimulus bills yeah. before it. It goes to big business and to big government, particularly particularly law enforcement agencies, to enforce these lockdowns. And like every other uh, 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 thing that is handed to law enforcement, these things are disproportionately used against marginalized communities. Uh, I thought I didn't see you wearing a mask has become the new I thought I smelled weed. And guess who that gets used against? This is why, as Derek was saying, we need to break up the parties. Joe Biden Biden would have no sooner ever been elected the next president if Americans had had a, a variety of choices to choose from. Yes. But they were told you've got blue MAGA or red MAGA. You got to choose from, uh, you know, uh, mean tweeting imperialist tyrant or not mean tweeting imperialist tyrant. And so they chose the one who was nice on Twitter. And that's what it came down to. All right. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely by design. Like they, they had they had us turning on each other. Right. So I, as a Bernie Sanders off. supporter, yep. was shunned. By the Democrats for, for, for it's not your time. Stop asking for health care right now. Stop yeah. asking for a minimum wage for people. It's not well, that's your the, time. But that's like, the political process, when? Derek. That's the political process. Well, I mean, there there's right. there's Joe Biden Democrats and there's Bernie Sanders Democrats. And they battled. Right. And, that, and in this battle, the Joe Biden Democrats won. But imagine if instead the Bernie Sanders people and the Joe Biden people, the progressives and the establishment people, and for that matter, the populists and conservatives and yes. establishment yes. people in the Republican Party could choose their own choices and we could choose that way. What do you want to bet that in a choice between Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and say Joe Jorgensen with the Libertarian Party, and then maybe a constitutionalist, yeah. neither Trump nor Biden would have won that election? Yeah. Nick, and I mean, are you again, worried about that? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get Nick. Uh, look, I think this is one of those nice pipe dreams, unfortunately, in theory. You know, with all due respect, Spike, I mean, what did you guys get percentage-wise? You guys are I, – I, I actually support let – me, let me finish. I support a lot of yeah. the things that you're talking about, but essentially what you guys are are spoilers. You spoil – you end up spoiling elections, and because we are such a divided country, and again, I would – yes, ideally it would be great to have more choices than just Democrats or Republicans – Absolutely. That's a, a very noble thing. But what you end up doing is you end up siphoning off just enough votes from either the Democrat so that the Republican wins or from the Republican so the Democrat wins. That's I mean, that's, it it's, Roger, it's nice but, to be noble. The vast majority, majority of our voters in exit polls say that they would vote for another folks, option. Folks, no, not, folks, folks, Roger in Austin, Texas, wants to rebut Nick. So, Roger, go ahead. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Roger, are you there? Hi. Go ahead. I'm here. Well, go. Hello. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Okay, so what I want to say... Anybody, I does anybody said, want to claim I, Roger is a member of their political <laughs> party? No, no, no. The libertarians could use the votes. They need more spoilers. He might be a libertarian, okay. but we really don't know, so unfortunately. Again, Go so, ahead. Nick, that, what you just said is exactly what I just said the Democrats did to me, right? Yep. we got to stop doing that to each other. You can't be – just because someone exercises their right to vote for who they want to, you don't label them a, a – a, a, what did you say? A, um, they take votes away. They're spoilers, and, and right? And That's it's, what they it's, are, though, it's, Okay, but it's worse than this. It's not a natural product of the American people's voting decisions that we have two parties. It's because starting in 1880 right. and moving forward for the next hundred years – 
Democrats and Republicans worked in process, worked together to create ballot access restrictions at the state and federal level yeah. that make it functionally impossible for third parties to run. They have not, they have robbed the American people of so, anything other than their thievery as a viable option. This is not that the voters only want two choices. And the reason they're divided is because of the good cop, bad cop routine Mike, that many, Republicans and Democrats were doing. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, on this, uh, the first official show of the Biden administration, we're talking about a th- third party already. And uh, yeah. we thank our guest, Spike Cohen. Thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you. Uh, activist with the Libertarian Party of the United States and uh, the 2020 vice presidential candidate, uh, along with uh, Joe Jorgensen, who we had as a guest on Beyond the Belt. Also, Derek Addis, nice to have you with us. Uh, next time we're going to get you, you're going independent. You don't want to be associated with the Democratic Party. And now we know that you're on, you're on the record. And, Nick Com, you Thank want you. to be associated with the Republican Party because hopefully they pay their bills on time, right? <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> our, thanks, our thanks to Connor McKnight, and I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, 
and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts.